Welcome to the Psychology of Successful Women podcast, where we explore the mindset, behavior, and success strategies of high-achieving women. It's an inspirational show that helps ambitious women maximize their performance from the inside out and thrive in the world of business. You will hear insightful conversations with trailblazing women about how they have built a successful career or thriving business and how they cope with setbacks and challenges. Most importantly, each episode is designed to sharpen your mindset, share practical advice, and inspire you to take your success to the next level. Today's guest on the Psychology of Successful Women podcast is Carla Moffat, partner and head of international PNC at Lockton RE. Carla joined Lockton RE in 2012, having previously spent her career with Guy Carpenter and Company. With over 24 years of experience in reinsurance, she manages client relationships and business production in her role as the head of international property and casualty division within Lockton RE. Carla co-leads the Lockton Women in Leadership Initiative in London, which she co-founded, and she sits on Lockton RE's executive committee and board. Carla also featured in Intelligent Insurer's 2015 Top 100 Influential Women in Reinsurance. So get ready for a really open and honest conversation about Carla's career journey from the highs of making partner to how she bounces back from setbacks, as well as her personal tips and advice for other women in business. So Carla, welcome to the Psychology of Successful Women podcast. Hi, Shona. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, look, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for making the time. Now, look, you've had an amazing career. You're a partner at a global firm. You've been a positive role model to so many women and men. I'd love to chat to you about some of your personal tips or strategies to help women accelerate their careers and boost their success in business. So I might ask you to share a couple of these things, but maybe what would be your first tip? to help women accelerate their careers, boost their success, anything that's sort of helped you in your career? And it could be a behavior, a strategy, a mindset. Yeah, sure, Shona. I think um, absolutely. I mean, it's almost a blessing and a curse. I think that my (laughs) fundamental deep-seated inner voice is always telling me about work harder. So I have this deep-seated work ethic. Um, That's been there since a really young age. And, And kind of, I was thinking about this the other day and and I think it goes back to my childhood, actually. I, my parents always worked hard. Yeah. Um, but I remember a distinct occasion where um, I went down and spoke to my mum and dad. And I could see that they were upset. I could see that they were, they were troubled. And, and my yeah. dad had lost his job. And mm. I remember my mum really upset. And it was just one of those really pivotal moments in my life yeah. where I thought, I do not want to be in this position I've got to make sure that in future I only rely on myself and I'm going to do that through hard graft and work. And literally since the age of 14, I've had a job of some form now, whether that's working in a shoe shop, working in a, um, working as a waitress on a Saturday, all the way through university, I've always had some sort of form of paid employment. It's kind of been Mm. part of my thing that I have to do that. And I'm I'm committed to, to working really hard. So I think that work ethic goes you know goes without saying however you know you've got to temper that with a bit of you know a bit of fun and a bit of um you know planning and yeah and I think you know that whole burnout thing and that's exactly it so you know so having that that really strong work ethic is a it can be a curse as well because Mm. so another example so maybe uh 10-15 years ago I really did crash and burn I worked so hard I just had my daughter 
Um, It was when at that stage I was trying to balance being a great mother with being a great person at work, all the normal stuff that, you know, as women, we typically have to balance. Mm. And I think it all hit me at the same time. And I realized I couldn't do all this thing, all these things perfectly. No way. And and nobody can. And I think it's that realization. So I I did have, I guess, a period of burnout, if you want to call it that, where I effectively had some time. I thought, I can't do all of these things. I need to prioritize and I need to start um, taking stock about how I how I manage my life basically yeah so I guess since that period I guess I've realized that I need to a you know be the best mother I can b yeah. be the best um, <laughs> person at work I can and also be yeah. the best person I can be as well and I know that sounds rather trite but no I, yeah, I guess that. that's where, where I'm coming from well thank you first of all for being so honest and sharing that really vulnerable story and I I love that and I can relate to elements of that in my own life I have to say and and tempering that work ethic like you said with watching out for burnout I hear that from so many women Carla like like you said a lot of these things that we're going to talk about today whether it be you know being a high achiever they can be such double-edged swords can't they Mm -hmm. so you know that work ethic I'm sure without a doubt is probably a big part of the reason you've gone on to have such an amazing career but like you said you need strategies in place and we all need to be mindful if we have that tendency to make Mm -hmm. sure it doesn't flick to the extreme and then we do struggle with burnout and you know I can relate to that in my own business you know making sure you create time for yourself and self-care and time to switch off otherwise it will unravel right so thank you so much for sharing that so what would be as what would be a second tip throughout your career in terms of like a strategy or things that you, you know, give advice to all the great women that you're supporting at Lockton in terms of something they could do to help boost their success? Yeah, sure. So I think one thing I've learned is it's okay to be different. I think, you know, having a different perspective on things is a great thing. I'm a great believer in bringing, even in my team within Lockton, a a kind of diversity of thought, diversity of perspective, regardless of background, age, et cetera, et cetera. I just think that it's good to, um, to give credit for having a different perspective and being prepared to challenge things as well. I think one thing I have been good at is being prepared to have a different voice and not just to be um, belligerent, not just to be um, just to have a counter um, argument to everything. I, for sure, I want to make sure I get on with people. That's part of my job. But yeah. but I'm not afraid of, of, I guess, giving a different voice and, and challenging maybe the, the view in the room. And I don't know if that's just a function of what I've got used to in, in, in my work environment. I think, you know, the industry that the insurance, the insurance industry has typically been uh, more male dominated. That is changing. Yep. But I guess since I joined, I yep. was um, typically one of the only females in, in a meeting room. Um, and I think, you know, just bringing that different perspective to things and, and kind of challenging the, the, the view, I think that's helpful. And I would say that, you know, without just being uh, critical or, or, you know, coming across as um, being difficult, I think we, we should all be able to have a, 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 a voice, but also one that is a considered one and, and grounded yeah. in you know, experience and knowledge. So, yeah, so I think that's I think that's really important. Yeah, and I've seen you do that and you are brilliant at it. So you shared a lot of things in that then, Carla, and I love the bit where you said the positive slant and the positive mindset around being different because I think it can be really easy to see those differences as a negative thing. And I love that you said, you know, like in your industry, you know, it is quite male-dominated and you were a woman in the room but you saw that as a strength. And, you know, like you said, you weren't scared to have a different voice and to stand out and you saw that as something that's actually helped you um, and been an asset in your career. So I love that. Thank you for sharing that. What no, would be like welcome. a final, a third, a third tip or something that do you think like when you became partner and, and when a lot of women are coming to you for advice in terms of something you would encourage them to do 
in their career to make sure that they are seen and they are heard uh, and they do attract those opportunities? Would there be another tip? Yeah, I guess it's about the ability to connect in with others. I think network and building your network is absolutely Mm. key ally to building your own brand whether that's just you having a different voice or something different and a a different perspective you bring to it but I think yeah I I think one of the things I've really focused on is making sure I connect in with lots of people I think people are you know together can do amazing things and that's and that's for sure whether that's you know as friendships as in you know good working relationships I mean you and I Shona you know this is a great example of a good you know a good working relationship that also transcends into the personal and I think that's also important as well I think there is that there is that blurring of, of lines now between the work sphere and the home sphere possibly even more so now in this strange covid environment but yeah you know, and i think that's okay I, I don't really separate out the, the work and the personal which you know has a downside as well but i think connecting in with others making sure that you you know don't don't lose any um friends on the way up because you know, yeah. you know when you may need those connections you know when, when things maybe don't go your way and i think that's really important i think that's really important well, that's a great tip. And I have to say, having, you know, met you and worked with you in lots of different capacities and become like a friend, you are brilliant at networking, Carla. And you also have an amazing ability to bring other people together and create an environment and a room where everyone does feel included and like they have the opportunity to speak up. And, you know, I've had the pleasure of working with you on some networking events. And, you know, I see how you help other women learn these skills and facilitate those conversations. So I love that tip. And I I can second that very much in, in my career. I think networking, as you said, like with our relationship, so many opportunities do come through those great networks and usually mm-hmm. it is with people that you connect with in some way and sometimes there is a blurring of that personal and professional but we all work with people we we know we like and we trust in some way so I think your point for everyone listening in networks and building those strong relationships is is so so key as you said not just for success but also for that fulfillment you know in our in our careers Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So building Agreed. on that, yeah, something I know you and me have spoken about before, um, something that comes up with just about all my female clients, regardless of the industry that they work in and no matter where they're based, and I know I've had to work on throughout my career, is confidence and self-belief. So, you know, have you had to work on your confidence throughout your career, Carla? You know, do you have lots of women coming to you for tips on this? Absolutely. And I think this has been something that I've been trying to work on since I started uh, my yeah. career back in the, the mid 90s I, I don't think we ever feel you know it, you've said you know I'm a partner which is great you know lots of things I feel I've achieved in my in my my, my career but sure. I don't think I've ever felt that I'm absolutely confident in everything I do but but to be fair I don't think you know the more I talk to other people and this is the yeah. whole connection and network thing I think most other people feel the same and I, I totally guess it's agree. that recog- yeah that recognition that actually you know when you when you connect with people on a different level and it may you know beyond just a, a normal you know, business transaction normal business conversation and you get under the skin of people and you actually see what's really going on yeah most people open up and actually say yeah you know what I struggle with that I I you know I don't like public speaking or I don't like yeah. um you know doing um you know presentations don't like zoom calls I mean I think yeah. a lot of people have really been yeah. you know and all this kind of the presence on on all these conference calls in the last couple of months I think a lot of people people feel you know a real sense of anxiety and and nervousness around appearing on a video um, appearing to have to speak it's not a normal um, flow of a conversation as a face-to-face and I think people struggle with that and and I think that comes from from you know I know some senior people in in the industry and I think it's a common theme Um, you know we've all got our insecurities and our anxieties definitely just a sense 
Yeah, and, and I think, you know, that is a, a kind of fundamental, um, but maybe it's an acceptance. Maybe if we realise that we're all in the same boat and mm. we all have this element of, of imposter syndrome. I had this, this guy message me the other day and he said, oh, you know, great, what I heard you do there. He said, oh, you know, um, he said, um, oh, I, I'm just new in this job and, and I've got this real sense of imposter syndrome. And part of me felt, oh, yeah, yeah, poor chap, you know, I understand that. But also I thought, great, you know, you're able to tell me that. I don't really yeah. know you very well. And you're yeah. a guy and, and, and seemingly yeah. you seem very successful. But he sure. was able to share with me the fact that yeah. he felt also that sense of, am yeah. I good enough? Am I in the right yeah. position? You know, uh, when am I going to be caught out? Um, yeah. All that yeah. stuff that we all have, that kind of negative voice that's in our, in our brain yeah. that, that, you know, really gets, eats us away. I've, I've had to work on that. And that is never... Yeah. You know, and at times in my life when I feel stressed or things, you know, overwhelm me, whether that's in the personal or the or the, the work um, life, sure. I think yeah. I have to keep a check on it because that, that yeah. negative voice comes back and yeah. know, says that you're not good enough. Yeah. You, you need to work yeah. harder, you know, get back to that work ethic. Yeah. And I think actually, you know, I, 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 I'm a great believer in things like um, CBT. Yes. And, and kind of addressing those those yeah. kind of negative thoughts that come into yeah. our mind and start thinking, actually, I am good enough. You know, look at what you've achieved and, yeah. uh, and, and kind of and reset my, my thinking. Yeah. So, well, again, you shared so much great stuff in there. And I, I love, again, your vulnerability around it because I totally agree with you. You know, and like you said, I don't think we ever feel like we completely get there. And I know in my own life, at different points in my career, like there's different things you feel confident with and other things you don't feel so confident with. Mm -hmm. And I see that with my clients, you know, people can be confident in a certain context or situation, but not confident in a different one. And then they return Mm -hmm. from a period of leave. I heard a lady saying that to me the other day, and she was just like, I've lost my confidence. I've been kind of out of the loop for a little while. So you know, I think for all of us remembering that it can be transient, you know, and that's okay. And that most of us do struggle with it in different ways, shapes or forms. And like you said, kind of normalizing that. And also, like you said, accepting that even if you have those thoughts, it doesn't mean you can't be amazing and have a great career and do lots of great stuff. Like you don't have to completely remove those doubts and there's nothing wrong with you if you have those thoughts so mm-hmm. lots and lots of great stuff there I loved I love that you shared that and, and I think a lot of women and men listening in will be sort of nodding their heads and thinking I feel like that and like you said imposter syndrome is another whole topic in itself which I'll get you to talk about even more on perhaps a future podcast Carla sure but yeah, hindsight, hindsight is a great thing and I'm sure you know I know you as you're reflective as am I and I look back at my career and think if only I'd known that you know when I first started my business or when I used to be a professional dancer you know there's lots of things we always wish we'd known earlier but if, if you could like go back in time and give your younger self a piece of advice what would it be? Ah, that's a good question because actually I've, I'm looking, I have a 16, nearly 16 year old daughter and, yeah. and I see a lot of me um, <laughs> in, in her, which I guess yeah. is going to happen. Yeah. And um, one of the things is I see her working hard at school and there's a lot, of, there's a lot more pressure certainly now with, with her generation versus sure. when I was at school doing my um, GCSEs and A-levels. But yeah. I see her working hard and she's getting in a panic about making sure that you know, her essay is the best essay, et cetera. Sure. And I thought, yeah, this, this was me, but maybe on a magnified scale. I, yeah. I, I was so, um, I guess, so serious about everything and yeah. always wanting to make sure. I. And I think it goes, yeah, <laughs> and it goes back yeah. to that. It goes back to that kind of, you know, that, that kind of deep-rooted sense of fear around failure and, yeah. 
um, and, and 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 not having enough money, etc. All that all that sort yeah. of draining stuff that's there. Sure. And all it did was inspire me to work harder and harder and be even more serious about my studies. And you know, I wanted to get straight A's. You know, tick done, mm. and then A levels done. Head girl, yep, tick yeah. done. Right, university done. It yeah. was just like a, a kind of a, a series of things I had to go through with with ultimately not much fun. Yeah. <laughs> and so I what would you say to that younger girl now, Carla? What would you, oh. How would you reassure her? What would you say? Or what do you say to your daughter? What would you say to yourself? I'd like, like what I say to my daughter now, I say, try and have some fun. Try and mm. kind of, you know, just, just breathe a bit more, just to take your foot off the gas and, yeah. and, and kind of be in the moment a lot more and not always anticipating yeah. what the future may hold and yeah. how you have to, you know, get from A to B and, you know, always wanted to be a successful businesswoman. I didn't know what field I'd be in. But I yeah. guess now I would look back at myself and say, Carla, you know, you, you're a smart girl. You're, you, you can work hard. You can get good results. But you don't yeah. have to do that at the detriment of, of fun. And, and, and I love to that tip. I love fun. <laughs> Fun's one of my core values. <laughs> Seriously. No, because like you when I was younger, and I think I've told you this before, but when I used to do competitive war and dancing, like, we were so serious and looking back, I just mm-hmm. think, you know, if I had my time again, I do wish I'd had more fun. You know, I wish I, I went for the swim in the amazing hotel that we'd been put up in uh, for some competition rather than worry about my perfect fake tan. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, was, I was so serious about it all. And again, it's easy to say that in hindsight, but I love that you shared that because I do think fun, you know, and we, and the joke is we, we often perform better when we are being a bit more relaxed and not putting so much pressure on ourselves and the people around us then feel a bit more relaxed. So there's so many wins in that, you know, you're like, you're a leader as well. So so many wins as a leader, as a parent, as a friend, all those sorts of things. So thank you for sharing that. I think that's a perfect, perfect tip that again, I'm sure lots of people listening in are thinking, oh yeah, that's what I tell my younger self as well. So building (laughs) on that, I'm sure you've had lots of great um, advice and mentoring sort of throughout your career. Is there one great piece of advice that you received or something like a standout piece of advice that you'd love to share? It doesn't have to be the best, but just something that kind of stood out for you that's helped you in your career? Um, I think it's a combination of, um, and I've, I've actually got it at home actually on the wall. There's a, a, a phrase I've got on my wall, work hard and be nice to people. That's one of them. <laughs> That's something I Love look at every day. And I think yeah. it, it goes, it kind of covers both things. It's the networking, but also the, the, the sort of work ethic as well. So that, sure. I know it sounds a bit trite, but I think it, no. it's good to, to have that as a sort of, um, yeah. I go back to that most times. And I think also um, trust your instinct as well. Oh, and I, I, that I that's, it's yeah. never let me down, Shona. I kind of feel that, you know, I'm a great believer in that. Again, you know, um, the inner, inner yeah. voice and that sense of, is this right? Is this, you know, is, yep. this, is this a right um, circumstance? Do I need to do anything? What is yeah. the right, what's going on here? Yeah. And it, frankly, I don't think it's ever let me down. And, and I think trust your yeah. instinct is something uh, someone said to me years and years ago, but you know, I, I think I say to others now, I say, look, if it doesn't feel right, then then something's wrong. You know, what yeah. is it? And start breaking it down and understanding actually what's going on there. So one of the things I do in, in my role at Lockton is is mentor other other people in the business, yeah. men and women. Yeah. And, and they ask me that and say, oh, you know, what, what do you feel about this? And I say, well, what do you feel about it? You know, let's go back mm. to the basics. How do you feel about maybe this yeah. opportunity, this promotion? Yeah. Or indeed, if they come to me about a difficult situation, say they're struggling with, how to work with other people. I yeah. kind of feel like take it back to basics. How do you feel um, yeah. that you need to solve this problem? What what does it feel right for you to yeah. do in order to maybe get a good result or get yeah. a better working relationship with your colleagues, etc.? And I think yeah. you know, that is that's quite key. And I and, and I think you know some people have it more than others in in, in, in sure. the sense of like trusting that that gut yeah. instinct. But it, it's 
it's touch wood it's never let yeah. me down and you know and I'm yeah I guess I, yeah I just need to um I think it's something that we all need to you know yes. be aware of and it's it's just a big a good bit of advice and and it's yeah. you know as I said it's, it's never really let me down so far I love that. And my mentor gave me some similar advice, Carla, and I still go back to it. And he will say that. He's like, well, what, what is your intuition saying? Or what, what does it feel like for you? Does it feel right for you? And I think, you know, that's really good guidance, like you said, when you're a mentor, to give other people, because it's great to give advice. But at the end of the day, we all have to do what kind of feels right for us, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and filter all that great advice through our own lens and what our intuition saying and what we think is going to make us happy and fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So I love that you shared that. It's definitely one of the best things my mentor said to me as well. And he still says it to this day. And I say that to my clients and I keep coming back to that. Does this, will this light me up? Does this feel like the right thing? Does this feel, you know, like it's a yes or a no for me? And it doesn't mean it'll always be a no, but in this moment it's, it's getting a no. So listen to that. So love, love, love that tip. So I've got a couple more questions for you just quickly because I know you're a busy lady. Um, what is one, because one of the things I want to do with this podcast is really shine a light on amazing women like yourself and really kind of de- demystify and, and make us not feel so bad around kind of, you know, self-promotion and all that kind of thing. So I want to ask mm-hmm. my fabulous guests just one thing that you're proud of achieving or a moment that stands out for you in your career, Carla, like something that makes you smile when you think about it or, you know, something you're proud of achieving in your career. Sure. Yeah. I think um, it's probably becoming a partner at Lockton. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, I, I left a, a large um, corporate insurance, uh, reinsurance broking firm and took a risk going to a, a smaller entity. Um, yeah. I didn't really know many people there. Um, yeah. There was an element of uncertainty, but I thought, actually, if I don't do it now, I never will do. So I'd have yeah. 15, 16 years um, career in a, in a big organization and actually going to a, a much smaller one in terms of their reinsurance sure. um, business and um, worked hard for the first few years, as I would. <laughs> and, yeah. then, um, and then uh, the, the, the chairman at the time, he said to me, we'd like to put you up for, for partnership. And the partnership process, um, as it was at the time, it's slightly changed now. It's quite a... Um, an interrogation but there's a lot of pretty you know, intense. they want to make sure it's, like, it's pretty intense and they yeah. want to make sure that they get the right folks in you know sure. being a partner a lockton is a is a is a, not only a privilege but it's a real kind of commitment to the business yes. as well and i get that so they want to make sure that the folks that they let through are you know a certain caliber not only in their work sense and what they in terms of the business they work sure. on but also a kind of much broader um, perspective on you know what else they can bring to the culture of the business that's absolutely key actually that's the real yeah. thing about Lockton is that is that it's a real DNA of our businesses our Lockton culture it, it does feel very distinct as well yeah um, it's about the um, so, so building from that the culture um, community the charitable works things like women in Lockton um, you know initiatives that we can all get involved in so it's much mm. more than just you know what just. business can you bring what accounts you can work on so I think you know I had a, um, a an interview with three or four other very senior partners and, and members of the board and they asked me a lot about yeah. um, myself and and you know it wasn't a straightforward process it was it was quite intense yeah so when I was appointed I was absolutely delighted I thought wow this uh-huh. is this is amazing not only for me well but I think also for well, no, thank you. But also for, for you know, the, the ability for, for other females to, to come through the, the industry. As I said before, the insurance, reins- yeah, the insurance reinsurance industry has been a, you know, it, it's catching up and there's certainly a lot of support for, for you know, diversity in general anyway. But I think, you know, it's good for us to see that there are other women yes, who are you know, moving forward with their careers and setting apart so that others can 
Colin. Now that doesn't mean yeah. to say, I know I don't want that to sound and you can all watch the way I've done it. No, not, I know not, exactly not saying what you that. mean. Yeah. But I think, but just doing something It normalises it as well, doesn't it? If women can see yeah. you there, they feel like, well, that's a possibility for me, you know? Absolutely. So, and I think that, that day when, you know, I was called in by the, the chairman and you said, well, Carl, we'd like to meet your partner. It was <laughs> oh, a kind wow. of a ah, moment. I thought that I'm really delighted, really chuffed, very proud to, to be called oh, a good partner. Oh, my and my first partnership meeting, I sat there and there was a whole load of guys in the room and, you know, they, they effectively gave me a clap and, and welcomed me to the partnership. <laughs> and it was that sense of belonging, which, which oh, I, I love really hearing that with. story. And you've never shared that with me like that before. So thank <laughs> you for sharing that. OK, well, look, final question, Carla. So is there an inspirational quote that you'd like to share or a guiding principle that you live by that you'd like to leave our listeners with? Yeah, sure. In fact, it's a, um, I've always been a big fan of Charlie Chaplin. I've read his autobiography. I think he, I think sadly he died on the same day I was born, Christmas Day oh, in, back go. in the 70s. Yeah. And, and I remember when I was younger watching lots of Charlie Chaplin films. My dad's a big Charlie Chaplin fan, etc. And um, in his autobiography, he, he said this particular statement, and I've now got it up on my fireplace at home. <laughs> and it says, you have to believe in yourself. That's the secret. And I love me, it. Well, you know, it's kind of fundamental and I look at it most days and I just remind myself, it's almost like my mantra and, you know, and I think, yeah, good old Charlie Chaplin and how successful he was and, you know, what a different character he was and and he was prepared to do things in a different way and almost, you know, a lot of people probably thought, what's this guy about? But, you know, he did believe in himself and, you know, great, great outcome, great results. And and to me, that that kind of is so fundamental to the way I uh, try to think about things that yeah well, I think it's that one Jonah well, thank you and that is a perfect note to end the podcast on I love that positive message so thank you again Carla so much for making the time to be on the show I really look forward to staying in touch with you so take care of yourself and speak soon thank you so much Jonah thank you You're for so inviting welcome. me as well bye Cheers. thanks so much for listening to the psychology of successful women podcast If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button or go to psychologyofsuccessfulwomen.com to download our free ebook and access a bunch of other resources. See you on the next episode.